I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 221 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. Let's kick things off with Billy Ocean. It's a great one. Haven't heard it in a while. Billy Ocean, get out of my dreams. Kicking off Tuesday mornings, 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. You can get in touch with me about anything at all. You know I love to hear from you on WhatsApp and text 86 now, returning, and I don't want to kind of have it all take over again like we did yesterday, but returning to the infamous Oscar slap um, that happened at the weekend between Will Smith and Chris Rock. And this is updating, I suppose, as, as time goes on. And we're all wondering what was going to happen with regards to this. And whilst there was, like, I'm going to say a meek apology, right, in the in the speech directly after when Will Will Smith won the Oscar for King Richard. He did apologise to the Academy and his fellow nominees. That's all he apologised to. But it seems he has taken to Instagram now and has, in fact, apologised. Okay, so he says... Uh, he violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive my behaviour at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable jokes at my expense are part of the job but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear and I reacted emotionally I would like to publicly apologise to you Chris I was out of line and I was wrong I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be there's no place for violence in a world of love and kindness he says um I'd also like to apologise to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologise to the Williams family and uh, my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behaviour has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. Now, there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, oh, he just doesn't want to lose his Oscar. And, you know, there's a lot of that. I would like to think that it is heartfelt. And, you know, as I said yesterday, I am a huge admirer of Will Smith's. I think he's an incredible actor, incredible singer, a really great guy, you know. Um, I do think that his actions at the Academy Awards were wrong, dead wrong. But I do feel that this apology is heartfelt. Um, And I do think, you know, this idea of a work in progress is interesting because yesterday I was chatting to my husband about this and I, you know, let's just say a little bit of a heated debate happened at home and he was very on, um, well, Smith's side with regards to this. He was like, look, you know, if somebody dissed you like that publicly, I would just, I would react with a bit, like I'd be hot-headed a little bit that way when it comes to stuff like this. He said, you know, he's only protecting his wife. 
And I was saying, as I mentioned here yesterday, that, you know, look, I don't think violence is never the answer. And for me, it would have been so much more powerful had he stormed the stage. Yes, absolutely. Storm the stage. Take the microphone away from Chris Rock and talk about how beautiful his wife is and say, do not disrespect her. To me, that would have been like, yes, amazing. And Will Smith would have been the hero of the hour in my books. Um but a lot of different people have different views on this and we heard from a lot of you yesterday about this. A spokesperson from uh, Alopecia Ireland, by the way, uh, spoke of uh, this impact of, you know, these jokes, these uninvited comments. And I mentioned this yesterday. I'm not a fan of that mean comedy, particularly when it's kind of targeting people that are going through something like Jada is. I just, I don't like it. It really makes me feel unsettled. Uh, they, they say, you know, it can have such a, a corrosive impact uh, on on the mental well-being of those with hair loss. Um, also, Katrina Bentley, CEO of Men's Aid Ireland, said that Will Smith's actions on stage were totally inexcusable and should be condemned. There is categorically no excuse for violence against any person, she said. You can understand the motivation, but there's no excuse for violence ever. This is assault. Uh, there are other things he could have done to support his wife taken the microphone or spoken to Chris backstage but this is unacceptable especially when so many people are watching and he has such influence that was my point yesterday he is a man of huge influence he is a man who kind of he's one of those talented people that a lot of uh, different age groups admire I would find so there would be a lot of young impressionable men looking at this and thinking that this is okay so that's why I really do welcome his apology this morning with regards to all of this for me violence is never the answer you know okay Chris Rock was wrong he was out of line you know the the comments about Jada were not nice even if he thought it was you know an off the cuff joke it obviously is still you know, she's coming to the terms with, you know, her condition. She's written about how she's found it so challenging. It was a massive step for her to, you know, take off her turbans and, you know, show the world, uh, you know, what her life was like and, and I suppose the effects of the alopecia. So he would should have known that because, you know, it's been very public. It's been very out there. So his joke was out of line. Um, but hopefully... That will put things to bed now and uh, Chris and, and Will Smith, hopefully there won't be like a big feud with regards to all of this. I do welcome Will Smith's apology. I do think it is, you know, interesting uh, that he has done this now and gotten ahead of it. Um, if you have anything to, to add on, do get in touch with me 086 there's one Republic stop and stare on LMFM's 11 to 1 I absolutely adore going to the theatre and I adore going to see people I know in plays <laughs> it's fantastic and that's the great thing about amateur dramatic groups and a brilliant amateur dramatic group St. Bridget's Drama Group are back they are bringing their show The Hag which is written and directed by one of their members Fintan Augie Harmon they're bringing this to the stage it's a two act comedy it's being performed in Drihad Arts Centre for five nights starting tonight uh, running up until April 2nd and um, this play is coming back because it was kind of its original run was cut short because it was um, being performed right at the start of when all the restrictions happened for COVID but um, the plot revolves around a couple's hen and stag party taking place on the same weekend at different venues but events overtake the plans and the separate parties are thrown together leading to an array of complicated unexpected twists and turns in personal engagements guaranteed crack and a bit of a laugh at this Uh, there are limited tickets left by the way Uh, you can purchase them online drihid.com but 
uh, fair play to St. Bridget's Drama Group because I know that they've worked so hard and they had the pandemic thrown into the mix and everything which had scuppered plans but um, they are very much back in action tonight with the Hag so if you want to get tickets drid.com Getting a message in from Maura. How are you doing, Maura? Uh, she's in Navin. She says, Sinead, you hit the nail on the head. I absolutely agree with you. Will Smith should not have used violence and Chris Rock should not have said what he said. The remark should have been dealt with in a much different manner. Yes. Yes, it really should have. Uh, now, interestingly, though, we were talking about this yesterday, you know, this this idea of this controversy uh, tarnishing the uh, the Oscars. Over the years, there has been some interesting strange, weird and kind of funny things that have been the talking point at the Oscars over the past number of years. I'm going to bring you some of those just after these. 11 to 1 to Grand. Getting an email here from Veronica Quinn and she would uh, really appreciate if we could do this. Uh, she wants to thank the community of Coolronan and the surrounding area for their super response to their annual litter cleanup. She says we had a great turnout and the verges and hedgerows alongside our roads reflect the hard work put in by everybody. Thanks again. So well done to everybody that helped out with the Kilronan uh, community cleanup group recently and you know that's true community spirit in my book everybody's getting together making the area nice and clean very good we're going to be talking different scandals at the Oscars down through the years but first here's Niall Horan and Anne-Marie Niall Horan Anne-Marie with everywhere now everywhere you look online in newspapers and when you're listening to the radio everyone is talking about that slap at the Oscars and that's what it's going to be now isn't it the slap and just getting back to one or two of your messages on this on 086 658 uh, this is coming in from I think is it Raymond yeah Raymond Lamb he says Hi Sinead regarding the Will Smith slap he's a hypocrite when Chris Rock made the crude joke everybody in the audience laughed their heads off including Will Smith and the only react, uh, reason he reacted was his wife caught him uh, with a look uh, so in my book he's a weak hypocrite well this is you know we were talking about this yesterday he did initially laugh didn't he and then he saw her reaction and then that's when his blood started to boil I suppose you know you know, maybe he thought it was I don't know funny initially or maybe it was that nervous laughter you know when you just sort of react and it's just kind of an uncontrollable thing I don't know I don't know but thank you so much for your, your comment and message it has brought me though and this I found online which is really interesting has brought me to strange things that have happened during the Oscars down through the years The Streaker during the 1974 ceremony, just as host David Nevin introduced Elizabeth Taylor to present the award for Best Picture, a streaker ran across the stage. The nude man was later identified as a photographer and gallery owner, Robert Opel. He ran out from behind the stage with the response, with the crowd responding with laughs and cheers. Nevin said, however, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, almost bound to happen. But isn't it fascinating to think that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life by stripping off and showing off his shortcomings? Brilliant, brilliant, David Niven. Number two, Angelina Jolie kisses her brother. It was huge outroar kind of at this at the time. Hollywood star jo- Jolie prompted raised eyebrows uh, in 2000 when she kissed her brother James Haven on the lips at the Vanity Fair after party. Uh, she was 24 at the time celebrating her win for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Girl Interrupted. And she says, I'm so in shock and so in love with my brother right now. He just held me and said he loved me and I know he's so happy for me. Uh, 
I, that's grand but I know it was a bit of a lingering kiss on the lips which is a bit odd yes uh, number three Matt Stone and Trey Parker the, the creators of South Park dresses Jennifer Lopez and Gwyneth Paltrow again this was the year 2000 and they uh, decided to arrive at the ceremony dressed up as the actresses um, the pink gown uh, was based on uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, when she won for Shakespeare in Love and also uh, the green dress do you remember that green dress worn by Jennifer Lopez to the Grammys who could forget La La Land pronounced incorrectly coming in at number four here uh, that was the most recent controversy happening in 2017 for two agonising minutes and 23 seconds it was believed the 2017 film starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone had triumphed however the wrong envelope was given oh my goodness to Faye Dunaway at the time and uh, Warren Beatty it was Moonlight that was supposed to be getting the best picture. Uh, and the last one, Adrian Brody gives Haley Berry a surprise kiss on stage. That was so strange. He won the actor or award for best actor for his role in The Pianist and Adrian Brody planted a passionate ki- kiss on the lips of actress Haley Berry, who, uh, Halle Berry who was presenting. Uh, she revealed that the dramatic moment was completely unplanned and she said, I didn't know what the F was happening. So there you go. Strange things that have happened during the Oscars. Living on a prayer, Pat Short is back, and it seems he's returned to the double act style of comedy that kickstarted his career because he's teamed up with his daughter Faye, and they're bringing their brand new show, well, it's called to the Headford Arms Hotel on Friday, April first. I'm going to catch a word with Pat just after these. Eleven to one. Actor, comedian, musician, this man has so many talents. Pat Short is back and he has returned, it seems, to the double act style of comedy that kickstarted his career as he and his equally talented daughter Faye have written a new comedy show together and audiences around the country are just loving it. The show is called Well and it follows the unfortunate demise of a dad and daughter country and Irish music duo as they attempt to ascend the heights of their local music scene. Well is coming to the Headford Arms Hotel in Kells this Friday and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Pat Short. How are you doing, Pat? I'm great, Sinead. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm doing great. And it, this is brilliant. I'm so delighted to see that your daughter, Faye, has followed in your footsteps. Uh, but did you get nervous at all? Were you like, out of all the careers she could have picked? <laughs> No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I always say when people ask me that, I say, look, it's been good to me. Uh, so it's, 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 she's enjoying it. She's absolutely loving it. Unfortunately, she, she's not with me this morning. She couldn't be here, but <clears throat> she's really, really loving it. Now, just to put it into context, I didn't just turn around and say, do you want to come and join me on the stage? <laughs> she trained in, in uh, Gaiety School of Acting and went on to do film school as well. So she'd been training for the last number of years. And it was a complete su- surprise to myself and Caroline when, when she said she wanted to do it because um, I, I never, I, I might have saw maybe my other daughters more the acting type, but I didn't see Faye, but then I saw her on stage. You know, like you send your kids to dance schools, of course. To drama schools and all stuff when they're growing up um, to kind of get them out of the house and get them out from under your feet <laughs> more so than anything else. <laughs> and uh, she really took to the, the acting, you know, and I saw her in a, in a show in, in Limerick before she went to college. And uh, I just thought, oh, my God, she's amazing. She can really command the stage and she's got great presence, you know. So after that, she went away and trained and, and she was very lucky to get into the Gacy School of Acting, which yeah, so don't take, that's a very yes. prestigious school. They don't take too many in every year. So and they have quite a few Americans and that going in there. So I was chuffed for her there when she did the audition and got accepted. And uh, she's, she just said it to me the other night after a show, gosh, I really, really, really know this is what I want to do. <laughs> which oh, is lovely. That's it's fantastic. great. That is fantastic that she has that. And 
she's doing so well. You know, she's worked already with Paul Meskel, Amy Huberman. You yeah. know, she's done fantastic stuff already. And and like yourself, she's, you know, she can take on the serious as well as the comedy, can't she? She can, yeah. She's got a short film coming out this year now, probably, hopefully. I think it's, I know it's down at the Fascinated Film Festival. It's going to be on there. Yes. And it's uh, her first. And she's in another one later. And she's got a, a London agent. She's uh, she's doing a lot of uh, to and fro to London there. So, yeah, no, it is. She's, she's she look, she's talented. And she's great. And she's like, we're enjoying touring as well. And that's the one thing I kind of say to her, if I can pass that on, is create your own work. Don't wait yes. for the phone to call. Um, and, and you'll have a good life, you know. Absolutely. Great advice. Now, Pat, you know, I love my dad, but he's, you know, somebody I call up, I call up for, you know, car problems, things like that. I couldn't imagine actually working with him, you know, I I know. Could, it wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? So how did this come about and what is it like working with Faye? I, I, I kind of came about through lockdown because we were sitting around when remember the really good weather in the first oh, week of yeah. she had to come home from Dublin she had, she had planned to finish, finish out college that year and move to London with a couple of friends and of course that went out the window you know so she, we ended up sitting at home and of course being you know like we're writers and comedians and performers and we've you know we can't sit around just doing nothing so we started doing sketches together and just having a bit of fun and putting them up online and then uh, I think she was Deirdre King got, got in touch with us about the, the comic relief show she was yes. doing when we do a sketch for that and uh, <clears throat> so we did and that got a huge reaction and then we got asked back by RT to do one later that year everything was kind of virtual at that time so we filmed another sketch for them and, and uh, it went out on New Year's Eve and, and then uh, we were doing a few more gigs and stuff like that online and then we decided look this is all going to finish soon all this you know lock up and every lockdown and everything so um, why don't we kind of prepare ourselves for a live show when it all finishes and we were due to start before Christmas and then everything got locked down again so we were just absolutely thrilled to get going in March and it was a week to two years being off the road Oh God mad. yeah that is madness uh, but tell me about this so the show is called Well and it centres on an Irish country music duo uh, so the musical talents are being shown Showcased as well. No, none at all. <laughs> These, this pair of no talent. <laughs> I think that's the story in it. And look, it's about look. We you kind of have to come and see it, not to give away too much. But I suppose it's about the embarrassments that's created between the dad and the daughter working oh, together, and all those kind of things that happen and down through the years to go back in memory. But they they set up a gig and they get a gig in a local hotel. So we see the hotel as well, and the manager and the, the beauty the beauty area that the the beauticians work in, and that and the, the hotel is kind of coming back to life. The audience are part of the audience that are at the show. They're part of the people coming to the hotel. It just becomes a, a mad cacophony of characters coming out. So it's so, great fun. So and will you do your usual thing now? Because I'm always afraid to go to your shows. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you, you gra- grab people from the audience. We never grab people. We go down and talk to them. <laughs> But it does make the best crack when it's somebody else, not yourself. It's the fear of God, yeah, yeah. You can see it in people's faces, and I, I really enjoy. It. But look, it's we don't make fun of anyone. We have no, fun on ourselves. No, it's always crack, and isn't it's it? It's yeah. crack, exactly, and yeah. it's, it's very Irish, and I think that's what people love about it—the kind of the the the. the, the I suppose the ordinariness of it you know yes of course yeah it really is and now seeing as the world and his wife is talking about this I have to ask your opinion yeah. now this infamous slap that happened at the Oscars yes. as a comedian and I'm not in any way comparing you to Chris Rock's brand of humour let's just yeah, yeah. get that out there uh, but do you think he deserved the slap 
Absolutely not. Nobody deserves a slap. Uh, I think it was so out of order. He should have been removed from the theatre. And yeah. somebody else should have collected his award. End of story. You don't hit anybody. And you don't jump up on stage and hit it. There's a hundred other ways of, of uh, making a, a statement there. Um, you know, yeah. he could have jumped up and taken the mic and said something. He could have uh, lodged a complaint later on. It was a kind of a mild enough gag anyway at the best of times. Yeah. G.I. Jane, it wasn't specifically pointed at alopecia or at her hair or anything like that. I, although I completely understand how she could be offended and, mm. and uh, they could be offended or whatever. But it just seemed to me there's a lot more anger going on there and a little bit of something he needs to kind of sort out with himself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the tears afterwards were tears of I'm caught. I don't oh, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think... massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really, really... And I just think it's, uh, you know, okay, Chris Rock's, you know, he's... Look, that's the brand of humor. Anyone that goes to an awards ceremony, I've been at awards ceremonies where I've been ripped to shreds by <laughs> the guys on stage. And that's part and parcel of it. Uh, I don't particularly like it. There's a thing called roasting in America, yeah, which they do. Yeah, it's not nice. And it's, uh, it, that's been around since... Uh, Dean Martin and those guys back in the 60s and early 70s so it's not new and it's not very nice but it is a a, a comedy culture thing in America and since uh, Ricky Gervais took over the Oscars and the the stuff a few years ago he kind of set the mantle fairly high for tearing the shite out of someone you know what I mean so to say you're going along there and you get slagged and you feel offended that you feel you get up and assault someone I think that's wrong although Ricky Gervais is probably quaking in his boots now this is what people I think every comedian is also saying <laughs> what is after that? Is waiting for I got a punch once in the Did show. <laughs> oh my God. And I'll Pat. tell you what happened. The poor fella, I, it was in the Tivoli many, many, many years ago uh, with John Kenny. And I went down to a guy in the audience, as I used to kind of in the certain area, after the interval and started talking to him. And he was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> when he woke up, his initial reaction was to throw a punch and he hit me in the chest. Now, he didn't mean it. Yes. And he came back afterwards and he said his wife was a huge fan of the show. He had been in Brussels on work. <laughs> And had flown, he'd been on, flew over to Brussels, got caught in the flight on the way back, ended up just barely getting to the show. He was exhausted and he fell asleep. Oh my God, Pat, that's brilliant. That is such a good story. Oh my goodness. Oh, I fell for him. Like, it wasn't much, well, it wasn't the anger and the physical. That, no, it was just uh, his jerk knee it, it, it was a reflex reaction. Oh, like, oh my God. That is brilliant. Pat, it has been such a pleasure. I wish you continued success and Faye as well. Thank you Best very of luck much. with this show. Thank you so much. So much for joining just me. To, to mention for anyone, yes. in, in, we're going to be in the Untus in Castlebania on oh, the 16th of April as well. Oh, fantastic! Well Two local areas. So yes. anyone up around that, Nick, it was, I know you, you cover all we that do. area, oh, we do. and, and uh, we've great, great, great crack up in, in Castlebania. I have great friends up there. So looking forward to both shows, the Edward Arms and Castlebania. Thanks, Sinead, for having me on. Not at all. Any time. Always a pleasure. Pat and Faye Shorts, they perform well in the Hedford Arms Hotel. That's on April 1st. And also in the Intus in Castlebany, the 15th of April. You can get your tickets, ticketmaster.ie. 11 to 1. In this week... LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 7 7 4 5.
We're going back to the year 1961 and after a four and a half year trial Nelson Mandela is acquitted of treason. Uh, also the uh, during this period the jukebox was at the height of its popularity and people would have been listening to songs like Surrender by Elvis Presley and the film West Side Story won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1961. And today is World Piano Day. It's been designed to celebrate this incredible instrument which has brought joy to many of us over the years. So World Piano Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Keys with Fallen on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now we are out and about today. Pat O'Shaughnessy and the LMFM Roadrunner are out at Dundalk Institute of Technology. They are holding their spring open day. Now that's happening tomorrow and uh, we're going to be finding out lots from Pat uh, throughout the rest of the programme all about life on campus. We've sent him back to school, kind of, to college uh, at DKIT and I didn't realise was this but recently DKIT graduates scooped a prestigious Royal Television Society Award uh, which was held in RTE and uh, they uh, their, their uh, film won um, it was Best Editing for Unravel uh, they also won um, in their uh, Best Factual in their category as well so we're going to be finding out all about that and about their short movies that they've been making as well we're going to find out as well about things like uh, their sports scholarship uh, that they have uh, for students that might be attending as well. Uh, we're going to find out as well about, uh, you know, how to, you know, just all about the different courses that are offering there, you know, what's life like on campus, all of that. So we're going to be joining Pat O'Shaughnessy in the second hour. He's at DKIT in Dundalk. They're having their spring open day. So we'll join Pat after news. Uh, I am getting some birthday requests as well uh, somebody getting the birthday bumps today I will I promise to get some Ed Sheeran for you as well in the second hour uh, we will get that for you um, also get back as well to some of your messages good few messages coming in as well about uh, the Will Smith Chris Rock slap at the Oscars we will get to some of those uh, but first we'll check in with the newsroom we'll be back after that 11 to 1 L-M. On air online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM Radio. You're listening to 11 to 1. That's the Rag and Bone Man with Skin kicking off our second hour. Paddle Shocknessy and the LMFM Roadrunner crew are out and about today at Dundalk Institute of Technology. They are holding their spring open day. That's tomorrow, the 30th of March. So Pat is going to be finding out more about life on campus. So let's check in with Pat. Yes, Sinead, you are very welcome along to DKIT. Blue skies overhead and everybody getting ready for the big open day tomorrow. And we'll go through some of the faculties that are available to people if they want to come along tomorrow and have a look on the spring open day and decide what courses are open to them. One of those courses, of course, that I suppose broadens more than just getting a qualification and your horizons are uh, is in DKIT and they excel at this because of some great teams here is the sports and their societies and all sorts of sports scholarships. I'm delighted to be joined with uh, Derek Crilly. Uh, he is the Sports and Societies Officer at Dundalk Institute of Technology. I've also Gary Mohan who um, had a hell of a game on Sunday from Monaghan. I have Neve Rice also I'm, I'm told who scored two goals at uh, national level as well and I'm also joined by uh, Deputy Daly from Drogheda who 
sunk on dock there only very recently, but we won't go into that too much. Derek, I suppose, um, tell me a little about what's on offer here. We've talked to many times before, but for tomorrow and in general, what's on offer here? Yeah, so like at the college, we've over, um, I think it's 45 sports clubs and societies, so that's mixed between your sort of your, your outdoor sports like Gaelic soccer, rugby, indoor sports, and um, volleyball, basketball, and then the likes of where people will try it, like archery, fencing. So we've loaded, but we also then have um, a lot of societies then that are kind of based on on different interests you have. So look, there's there's loads. Whether you're kind of competing at a very very high level, um, or whether you just want to try a new sport or recreational sport, or as I said, if you've interest in you know uh, meeting up with like-minded people, then we've we've loads to offer here at DKT. And scholarships, you know, if you how do you play? How do you go about? How do you go about getting in? Yeah, so again, scholarships are aimed at sort of the likes of uh, the guys I have here sitting with me, you know, competing at um, elite level. Uh, so the, the sports scholarship form is actually up online at the moment. Uh, so you just go to our website, a uh, very easy online application process, and the deadline on that is the 1st of June. So uh, the application comes into us, and then we, we usually interview then around July time, and the students, uh, prospective students, then will find out early August then if they're offered a scholarship or not. So again, it's, look, it's, it's aimed at those competing at, at elite level, so whether that's League of Ireland and soccer, uh, Intercounty GAA, um, or then there can be people competing at you know individual sports as well they can apply for a scholarship Kerry Mohan Monaghan star uh, played well on Sunday big scalp for you putting Dublin down what's your experience been like here at DQIT uh, yeah <coughs> second to none like anything you've ever wanted if there was ever a problem you'd always land into the office and there was no no problem of ever getting help in anything you needed whether it be financial funding or whether it was to do their school and um, they were always there for us whenever we needed it so it was a big help for people around your own age who are looking at the football and they saw you you know, and, and, and that great game on Sunday uh, if they decide to come along here tomorrow to the Open Day can they come and meet the likes of yourselves at yeah the absolutely yeah. we're going to be around the college we'll be around somewhere uh, we'll be taking tours different places around so it'll be chance luck if you get to see us but Obviously, we'll be around at some stage. He'll be around and enjoying it, yeah. Absolutely. And enjoying your time here? Oh, yes, absolutely. 100%. Uh, football, it was a good year of the year. We didn't get to play the final, obviously, but um, it was a great year. And obviously enjoying the college life and the whole surrounds of the campus. And what's the mix of playing championship football at national level, coming to playing you know, sport here at a very high level as well? What's that mix like? Oh, it's tough at the same time. Like... You're enjoying your college football. It's kind of a different, different brand of football. At the same time, it's maybe so more enjoyable, I'd say, than uh, county football because you have that. You're playing with new players. There's there's an unknown of who you're playing against. There's you're just going out. You're playing football. You're enjoying it and. Obviously, there's a bit of crack after the football as well. Yeah, well it's not all taken too serious. Well, that's the key thing, the enjoyment. Uh, Deputy Daly, how are you doing? Good to see you here from Drogheda. You're having the colours of Drogheda on here today. You yeah. thought it wasn't safe enough to do that <laughs> under dog, and you're playing great football at the moment. But for you, you know, again, what's the experience for you like doing extracurricular activity here along with your sport? It's actually really good because uh, obviously if you're not doing too well with the college work, they'll, they'll help you try to talk to the lecturers and all. And obviously the gym is free. They fund uh, money as well. Like it helps a lot, and obviously going out to matches and all—it's actually a brilliant experience. And I suppose the educational side is quite important as well yeah. because you know, if uh, elite sport can be a short enough career. Yeah, yeah, it's actually good. Yeah, because obviously you want to get your degree as well. I also, want to play sports here as well. It's a good uh, chance to do it here at DKIT. Yeah. 
and there's a good buzz around Drahad again I suppose and the yeah. same thing at, at, when you're at that elite level and you come into the EQIT it's yeah. nice to bring that experience with him quite sure yeah there's a few Dunlock lads here as well like yeah so there's great camaraderie and yeah. rivalry yeah yeah good. Yeah, well, well done and, and well on, on, on your achievements on the field as well. Now, a lady among all the men here is Neve Rice. Uh, of course, she's with Loud Ladies, scored two goals on Sunday to keep them up there. Uh, you know, Neve, for, for, for people coming in here, uh, girls who want to come in here tomorrow and have a look and chat to somebody like yourselves, you know, women sometimes struggle to have that recognition that the guys have of the guys' game. Thankfully, that's changing. How are you finding that when you come into somewhere like DKIT? No, well, there was great. Um, there was great ladies coming in when I was coming in in first year, just to kind of encourage you to get talking to Derek and even Derek and Craig. They were just great helps to anybody that was a little bit shy, wanting to come in and maybe interview. And you know, no, they are they're great for us. And how did you find out about the faculties that were available here yourself? Well, I'm well, I'm local enough. I'm only yeah. half an hour away, but uh, just uh, they came out to our school when I was in in secondary school, and then. It's online and there's plenty of social media to just encourage you. And you're probably looking forward to meeting uh, girls tomorrow, I'm sure, and having the crack about the football and oh, yeah. telling them what's on offer here. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great to see younger girls. And to be honest with you, around here, they're always asking, what can we do? And I, there was a girl last year asking me, what's the tips? How can I get round Derek to get a wee scholarship? <laughs> so, uh, we all want to know that. Yeah, um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's great to see younger I, people coming I in. I just I suppose to, to let the world and its mother know, what are you studying? Agriculture. Agriculture. Yeah. I hear that North Louth and you think, do I? Do I hear a, yeah. a North Louth accent there? I yeah. do. Yeah. Cooley. Oh, I, I didn't want a chance because there's a coolie in the paths out the peninsula. Yeah. Derek, I, I, I leave the last word and thanks very much. The, the, the last word to you. Tomorrow's an open day, so just come in and have a look or you can do, log on to dkit.ie and come on to the open day tomorrow. And what can they expect? Just just meet anyone if you, is it? Yeah, so, so register, I suppose, obviously, for the open day and come along. Yeah, so there will obviously be all the academic programmes and will be based in the multi-purpose uh, centre. But what we have uh, most of our sports scholarships doing tomorrow is just assisting with campus tours. Like, so they will bring you around the campus and show you all the different facilities that we have here. Um, but that's a great chance, like, when you're walking around there, just, you know, ask as many questions as you have. They're, they're all... They're, Look, you can ask me questions as well, but the students are the ones that will really have the, the in-depth answers and kind of how college life really is. Um, so, yeah, come along and, and get chatting to our scholarship students. Derek Crilly and the rest of you, I wish you all well in your careers. Thanks, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Sinead, we'll fly back to studio. We went a little bit over time there, but it, it's such an interesting topic, you know, when you see students here uh, mingling their everyday life with, with their uh, educational activities. It's wonderful. We'll talk to you again for more of the same in a little while. Thank you. Thanks a million to Pat and the team there at DKIT. They are holding their open day tomorrow where you can get a real taste of what life is like on campus and we'll join Pat very, very shortly. Let's check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all. Hi, I'm Louise. Tom Grennan played at the Three Olympia last night and we caught up with him beforehand. His new single, Remind Me, is out now and he told us all about the inspiration behind it. Yeah, it's all about reconnecting and and um, I feel like this one is, a, is another one of them catchy, catchy songs and hopefully it does what Little Bit of Love had, has done, so we'll see. With Remind Me and basically with this whole new... I've just finished my, my third? third album, right, yeah. which will be out later on in the year but Remind Me came from um, I let something really really good go um, and I reconnected with this person who is now my, my, my girlfriend so it's remembering the good times it's remembering the people 
who were most important. Kim Kardashian has shared a photo of her boyfriend Pete Davidson's latest tattoo. The ink is dedicated to her, which says my girl is a lawyer. The unexpected couple went Instagram official earlier this month. James Bay is back on our radars with a brand new track. He's on tour this summer with the Lumineers and he's also been teasing a new album. But this song, Give Me The Reason, is about the moment where you feel the sun setting on a relationship and the fight to stay together. I can't stand to see those tears in your eyes We should be dancing like we did that night Give me the reason, give me one more shot And I'll give it all that I got That's The Buzz, I'm Louise. <laughs> The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all. Going to take a quick break now when we're going to be returning to Padishak to see who's at DKIT. They are holding their open day tomorrow but we're getting a little taster of what life is like on college campus with Pat just after these. 11 to 1. Yes, Pat O'Shaughnessy and the LMFM Roadrunner are at DKIT today. They're holding their spring open day tomorrow and we're getting a flavour of what life is like on campus. We're going to return to Pat now and he's meeting people from the Creative Arts and Media Campus. I'm, I'm very excited about the next bunch of people that I'm going to talk to now. I'm with uh, Eamon Crudden who lectures in the Department of Creative Arts and Media and the Music. Um, and uh, of course it was a big day a while back for Royal Television Society Awards um, and they did very very well um, Eugene um, tell me a little bit about what goes on here and how students can get in and what to expect tomorrow Oh or yeah, Eamon, Eamon I beg your pardon Eamon yeah tomorrow is an, uh, is an open day it starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and uh, people can register to come to the open day at dkit.ie and uh, there'll be people available from pretty much all the undergraduate degree programmes there uh, to talk to prospective students. There'll also be current students there to talk to prospective students and there'll be the chance to do uh, some kind of tours of facilities and so on, including the facility that I work in, the film and television area in the Carroll's building on campus. And you were recently you were in Dublin, uh, a big night in Dublin. How did that go for you? Yeah, um, we were at the Royal Television Society Awards, um, which is a very kind of prestigious... Um, it's a very a kind of prestigious thing, really, to mm. be involved mm. in. Um, just to give you a sense, the, the panel who judged the, the material for the awards was Dee Forbes, the Director-General mm-hmm. of RTE, yes. Bill Malone, the Director-General of Virgin Media, and Alan Eslamont, who's the D- Director General of TG Cahar. And uh, we had four nominations, but we brought back two awards. Uh, one which was the best factual award for a documentary about the War of Independence that was made by Fort Years, who finished last year, and it was called Bullet Casings in the Graveyard. And then um, a particular student called Chloe O'Reilly, who edited a, a, a TV drama pilot called Unravel, got the award for Best Editor. So that it was great to bring back out of the four nominations two awards, absolutely, and particularly because the panel is a prestigious panel. You absolutely know, big hitters on getting, there. Yeah, to be yeah. getting kind of acknowledgement for them is great, and to be up there with the best kind of places doing film and television in the mm-hmm. country is great, also. Yeah. Well, well done to you, and I know that you have to rush back because you have a lecture waiting. You have some students you want to introduce me to. Yeah, um, I have three students here with me. All all three are uh, third year students at the moment. What the third years are up to at the moment is they're they're in the process of doing the post-production on a set of short films, uh, industry standard short films that they make every 
that third years make every year as kind of their capstone project. So Victoria Rabiega is here. She's editing a film called Reflection at the moment. Uh, Oshin Martin is here. He was a writer and director for a project called No Evil, which is also in post-production at the moment. And uh, Laura Byrne is here, and I've, I'm actually Laura's supervisor for this project. Uh, Laura Byrne uh, just completed uh, the role of producer on a short film called Faithful, which is also... Uh, in post-production so I'll leave you in their good hands Thank you very much indeed Eamon and thanks and I'll let you get back to class um, I suppose Victoria uh, you're an editor on the short film for, for, for the people who don't know uh, out there in Radioland who might want to come along here and meet you tomorrow what does an editor do and how does it work? So an editor I'm working in post-production um, and basically once the film is shot I have all the footage all the sound and video footage and it is put into an editing software and the assistant editor, what they do is they make sure that all the audio and the video all syncs up so it all sounds great. And then they label it for me. So I know that on day one we shot what scenes were done and then for the second day as well, the same thing. And what I do is I go through each day and each shot and each scene to see what are the best takes. I note them down and then I start putting the piece together. And I was talking to a media company recently because I'm actually dealing with a media company for something, a pro- another project that I'm at. And editors are in quite short supply, I'm told, across Ireland at the moment. I think so, yeah. It's a long and tiring job, can be. I'm sitting in an editor suite all day, basically, on my own, yeah. so it's, it can be a bit lonely. But when I have the whole team together, it's good to talk about what works and what doesn't. And even having the director by my side and her telling me, okay, I want this changed, I take every advice on board and make sure that it's what the director wishes to have. And uh, Laura, going on to you then, it leads over to you nicely, I suppose, production and you're your, your producer on Faithful. It's a li- little bit in, in short as you can. What's Faithful about, roughly? Um, so, yeah, I'll actually read the, the synopsis. Um, Faithful is about a man struggling to come to terms with his life and is forced to relive pivotal moments in his relationship. So it's kind of a horror thriller-style murder mystery kind of we give it all covered film. there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. all the genres all are covered. All the genres, yes. Yeah. And 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 like, what say? What's one of your main jobs in production? Organization, uh, basically plan and organize people, locations, budgeting, um, crew, cast, um, everything. I live beside the computer and the printer and just kind of plan where everybody are going to be, times, even food for people on locations and sets and. Um, yeah, just so hands on, really. Hands on, on yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of my stuff is uh, yeah. pre-production stuff and then production, yeah. And and Ocean, uh, you're a writer director. You know, I'm always yeah. I'm always amazed at, at, at directors because you, each 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 individual set of eyes see something very differently. And I think mm-hmm. that's the unique thing about a director. Of course, you have to have the ability as well. And you're in your final year here uh, as well. And no evil. Um, so what was it like being the director and the writer for that? Um, it was fun. It was also challenging in the sense that a lot of eyes are on you. And even though in real in reality, the producer is massively important and does a lot of the organization, the director is kind of like a figurehead and that they, they have to kind of be a curator or a composer of everyone on set. Um, my, my project wouldn't have been uh, like anywhere close to successful that my producer, Alex Mann, or my uh, cinematographer, Connor Farrelly. But what's interesting is that everyone comes into DKT thinking they want to be a writer or a director. They always go like, I want to be the next Wes Anderson. I want to be the next Quentin Tarantino. And it kind of filters out. You realize that some people are stronger with writing and some people are stronger with cinematography or producing, like Laura. Um, but I think you find where you're good. And I think telling stories is 
what well, is what I have a passion for. Yeah. And think when you find that groove, um, it's just incredibly fun. I can imagine. So, and we're tight for time, and I can see your, I can see your creative spark coming out there straight away. <laughs> uh, just very, very briefly, because I have to go back to the studio for for students who want to log on uh, to register for tomorrow. What would you say to them coming here tomorrow? With them, for people who are prospective students, possibly. Hmm. Um, I'd say generally, just kind of have an understanding that not everything is going to be um, like lights, camera, hat, action immediately. Mm-hmm. Taking concept that you have that when you're coming into this course, you're not going to be a writer or a director immediately. You find yourself in this course, and that's what's important about it. You are taught in at least DKT less to be an auteur, but to be a high functioning generalist. So, how to be an editor, how to be a producer, how to be a cinematographer, how to some, sometimes just grab food and make mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah. That'll be a lot of what productions on set are going to be like in the early years. But keep up that kind of energy and just keep have a, like a massively positive attitude. Well, well, I, well, I wish you well, and I can see that you have that in, in abundance. And, and hats off to you all, and congratulations, and I wish you well going forward. And if you want to be part of it tomorrow, log on to tkit.ie and register if you want to come and see some of the faculties that are available here. Sinead, we'll talk again for more of the same in a little while. Thank you. Oh, you're bringing me right back to my own college days there in the School of Creative Arts and Media. DKIT Spring Open Day happening tomorrow. DKIT.ie for all the details on how you can register. We'll rejoin Pat in another little while. We're back with Elton John. 11 to 1. With um. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. Sarah Thompson and Associates requires qualified and part qualified accountants for their busy practice in Kells County Mead. You can send your CV to Sarah at sarahthompson.ie or visit the website sarahthompson.ie. Mead County Council requires a beach warden and a health and safety assistant. To apply, you can check current vacancies on the Mead County Council website. And an experienced childminder required to mind a seven-month-old and a two-year-old child in Minder's own home in North Drogheda area. That's starting in August this year. Please text only if you're interested in this 086073-2972. They're saying no calls, please, on that one. LMFM Job Search. Now we are returning to DKIT. They are having their spring open day tomorrow and we're finding out about life on campus with Pat O'Shaughnessy and he's there and he's going to find out something about the Head Start programme which is available in DKIT. You there, Pat? Yes, Sinead, you're very welcome back to a very sunny DKIT preparing for their open day tomorrow, their spring open day tomorrow. Don't forget to log on there at dkit.ie if you want to come along and see some of the faculties that we have been speaking to today. I'm delighted now to be joined by Jodie Quinn. Um, she's over a programme here called Head Start and we've all, we all know about the CEO forms and what you do if you have a CEO form. But what happens if you don't have a CEO form? Or what happens if you don't have a leave-in? Uh, what happens if you want to get into Head Start? Well, Jodie Quinn is going to tell me. First of all, what is it? What is the Head Start programme? Oh, yeah. So it's a supportive route back into education. Mm-hmm. So it's a collaborative project between us here in DKIT and Loud Leader Partnership. So it's an eight-week course delivered here in DKIT, one morning a week, and it covers the study skills that you would need to get to college. But as well as that, it gives one-to-one personalised support to participants. So it's for people who would love to go to third level but think that college is not for them. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So um, we deliver the course here in our DKT campus in a warm and engaging, a friendly, a supportive environment. In among environment. the students, yeah. In among, exactly, yeah. yeah. Along the corridors, having the coffee where the students mm-hmm. have the coffee. And we give uh, study skills that you'd need to get back into college, such as academic writing, presentation skills, group work, time management, assignment feedback. But we also give support one-to-one in tackling, you know, those obstacles that Mm -hmm. would would potentially stop people coming back into college. Can you afford it? Can I juggle family life, family commitments? The fear of walking back into the classroom, say, after 25 years Mm -hmm. of not being in a classroom, you know? Um, So we give guidance on grants, third-level access funds. We talk about time management. We talk about the fear. We talk through those, you know, the anxiety of doing a presentation, of walking back into a classroom. Um, We know that people coming back to education come with lives. They come with families. They Mm -hmm. come with worries. They come with fears. And we've we've built a program around that to, to, you know, to 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 meet those needs. And tell me, who is it? Who is it? open to if somebody logs on today and they come in here tomorrow who is that open to yeah it's open to absolutely anybody or everybody who's ever thought of going back to college it's open to people who might have been out of education for years uh it's open to people who might not have had the best educational experience when they were there people who have left education early so you know they don't have to have a, a leave insert or educational qualifications because here in DKIT, um, anybody who is a mature student, which is over 23 years of age, doesn't need a leave insert. And we would we work with those people to put their qualifications and their the the application for DKIT together. So the message at home to people is log on to dkit.e and get yourself here tomorrow if you think you're in that bracket. Definitely mm-hmm. come along, come along to the open day. Yeah, get a feel of what it might be like to study here. And one lady who made that quantum. Leave uh, we'll hand over the mic to her now and thank you very much Jodie is uh, Annie Powderly uh, Annie I, I suppose your story how, what made you make the leap what made me make the leap so I suppose um, we were slap bang in the middle of the pandemic I would be I'm self-employed well I would have been self-employed as a wedding and functions um, singer and musician but a lot of that work would have been decimated during mm-hmm. the pandemic and when I was, when the children were at home from school and we were doing the remote learning, um, I would have been helping them out a lot. And I realised that I, I was liking, you know, being part of their the learning. It, yeah. I was yeah. getting the feel yeah. for it. Yeah. I liked being a part of their learning, and mm-hmm. I liked. I I was just getting really really interested, and I knew that I wanted to do something more. Now, while I do love the music, don't get me wrong, um, I just felt maybe it's time to go back and upskill because I have a. Um, a primary degree in social care and I would have worked in that for many years but I just felt that I wanted to kind of move on and upskill um, and it was funny when I it's just the way social media works to be honest with you you know mm-hmm. all the algorithms and that um, it was like it was I don't know if I was talking out loud but the Head Start course popped up on my social media feed yeah. and um it was everything that I needed because I was like how could I go back to college because it was 2003 mm-hmm. when I would have finished my degree I was like I'm years out there's not a hope I'd be able to handle assignments or you know dissertations or you know stuff like that or even just being out there you know yes. taking lecture notes and all that 
But um, but here you are and you're doing it. And I'm sorry to cut across you because yeah. I have to go back to the studio. And I'm sure okay, you're glad no that you did it as well. I'm sure you're glad <laughs> that you did it. Absolutely glad. And I can see you're full of confidence with it as well. And well done to you both on that. Definitely. Jodie, it's an open day tomorrow. You come in and meet you for tomorrow. And, and meet somebody like Annie Powell who has done it and made that. DKIT.ie for the open spring day tomorrow if you want to come along. And be just like Annie there. And you can see that she really loves it. Sinead, we'll talk to you again for more of the same in a little while. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Pat. Head Start programme. Very interesting. And uh, and. Annie there has a lot to say about going back to education a little bit later. You know, she did do her degree, but she decided to get back into it and do something different. Fantastic. You can find out all the details tomorrow at the Spring Open Day. And as Pat says, dkit.ie. Quick break and we'll be rejoining Pat for more of the same at DKIT. 11 to 1. We are at DKIT today. They are holding their spring open day. That's happening tomorrow and you can register your interest dkit.ie and we're finding out more about what life is like on campus. We'll rejoin Pat O'Shaughnessy and the LMFM Roadrunner crew for the last time. How are we doing, Pat? Ashanid, yeah, it's been a hectic morning here as people prepare for their open day, the spring open day at DKIT tomorrow and of course dkit.ie. Register yourself if you want to be there tomorrow and partake in some of the faculties that we've been speaking about all morning. One of the faculties here, Hospitality Studies, sort of explains itself. But just in case I've missed anything, Breen and Arach, how are you? You're the head of the department here. Tell me what happens and how you get in and all of those things, please. Okay, thank you, Pat. Uh, lovely to have you here this morning. As you said, my name is Breen on Arach, and I'm head of department of the Department of Hospitality Studies. And that department encompasses um, culinary arts, hospitality management, event management and uh, international tourism management and we have programmes at level 6, 7 and 8 and the programmes are designed uh, to provide learners with the very best in operational skills, in business and management and in softer skills in communication and um, customer care. Um, and uh, we're an award-winning department. We have, as a department, a national award for um, uh, our teaching practice. And we also have many students that um, win awards while they're out representing the college. And here today, I have two of my award-winning students with me, uh, Chloe and Tomas. Um, and maybe they'll tell you a little bit about the awards that they competed in. Thank you very much, Breen, and that's quite a broad spectrum, and we hope that your industry recovers as well. I went through a terrible time there, but we know that you're going to bounce back. Uh, Tomás, uh, you competed um, at uh, National uh, World Skills, it says here, so tell me how did that go? Uh, so, uh, it went really well for me, I think. Uh, it was really good experience and challenge. I met new people, uh, which I have contact to them to future career or to just talk and yeah it was nice and to represent the college at that level I'm sure it was a nice buzz was it yeah it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice yeah. yeah so you're obviously handy in the kitchen though at the same time yeah when you can do that uh, it was uh, an experience it was a really good experience and uh, I have more skills from this and I trained with the teacher really much time, time so I know so much more than 
uh, before this competition. Well, that's what it's all about indeed, you know, the course and the competition. I'm going to let you hand over the microphone to Chloe Walsh, who's with me. And again, she was at the NOR competition and you were competing at the top level as well. And for you, the same thing, I suppose. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was about three weeks ago in Athlone. It was amazing. If I could do it all again, I absolutely would. <laughs> would you? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The nerves are gone. and oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you get there and you come in and you start and just put your head down and just think for yourself, it's grand. It's more the hype. <laughs> yeah, I, I, thinking about it. And, and what would you say, I mean, to people who are sitting at home and they're not sure if this is for them or not and they want to log on and come in here tomorrow, what would you say to them? Oh, I would absolutely come in 100%, even just to talk to people and see that like we're real people. <laughs> That just go about our business and we will we've no problem talking to anyone about everything because we're all very passionate about what we're doing and I've seen the kitchens in there I mean it's it's a full scale uh, factory size hotel size kitchen so you have all that experience and I'm sure that was wonderful when you did go into the competition to have that sort of a facility behind you and being able to prepare in a facility like that oh yeah absolutely once I was in and had settled myself it was like being at home it was great really it was fantastic just getting it it's all just getting in and doing it <laughs> I love that it's all just getting in and doing it and we're really up against the clock and I love your exuberance about the passion for what you do and that industry is coming back Breen on I'm sure if people log on and come back here tomorrow uh, that's what it's all about you want to imbue that passion into them it's all about that oh absolutely and everybody would be we'd love to see people come into us tomorrow we can show them round they can see some live classes in operation like some of the students um, will be in the kitchen there'll be things going on tomorrow um, our programme directors and our lecturers will be here and available to talk to people and can put across their passion for, for, for what they do um, it's a, from a head of department point of view it's a great department with a great team great students um, great little community in the, in, in the department so we'd love to see people come in and talk to us tomorrow yeah. and you can't do that unless of course you log on to dkid.ie be there or be square come in and meet these fabulous students who are right at the top of their game who are going to go out into the industry and practice what they preach if you want to do the same come in and have a look talk to again Sinead it's been a wonderful day it's really flown it's been shocking busy but dinner time and top chefs I just can't miss it see you then bye bye <laughs> of course you can't miss it Pat he's in the right place there in the catering department with DKID and uh, tomorrow as we say tomorrow is their open day their spring open day if you want to register your interest okay dkit.ie Rachel has been on Rachel how are you doing 086 1800 uh, it's her birthday today she's saying I'm getting the birthday bumps and she's asking has there many people out there that have gotten the birthday bumps is, I do recall this sort of thing when you're in primary school Rachel but uh, you know if the birthday bumps do happen send us in video evidence if you want on 086 658 that is our lot on the show for today thank you so much to everybody who's contributed thank you for listening have a great day 11 to 1 oh, yeah.